Hello and welcome to night number 20 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 4, the Stephen King of Horror. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night number 20 takes us to probably one of the biggest ABC miniseries events that was not just an adaptation, but it was an original story that Stephen King wrote for this ABC event. Starring Tim Daly, Colin Fiore, and Jeffrey D. Munn. This is the 1999 Craig R. Baxley directed Storm of the Century. Alright, so this one tells the story of a dangerous blizzard that hit an isolated town. And this blizzard is known as the Storm of the Century. That's right, this is the big one. With the Storm of the Century, it brings along a mysterious visitor by the name of Andre Lenoge, who is terrorizing the townspeople with no clear motive up until the last little bit of the film. Back in 1999, when Storm of the Century was released, this was a pretty big deal. About a month or so beforehand, they released a teleplay, which I did read, and it's possibly one of the first times that I ever read a script. For the most part, I thought it was pretty entertaining. I was surprised that I was able to adjust to reading something that was similar to a book, but completely different. Anyone out there who's ever read an actual script or teleplay such as this knows that it's somewhat of a different feeling read, and you digest it differently. When Storm of the Century finally did premiere on ABC, I felt that it was actually a good movie. It kept my interest over all three nights that it was shown. It also debuted to some surprisingly good reviews. The only thing that really hampers a movie of this nature, these miniseries that ABC used to do, is that there needs to be commercials, it also needs to be shown on different days. What that does there, it kind of cuts down on a lot of tension that you might normally get from a regular film. Various releases of Storm of the Century throughout the years have mostly arrived on DVD. It's been repackaged many times with other films that are not even Stephen King films. Watching it on DVD or even VHS, if you're lucky enough, I guess, to own a VHS player and the tape version of this movie, it really is the best way to watch Storm of the Century because you don't have those breaks in tension. Instead, it's only broken up into two parts, which is really nice. I want to get this out of the way pretty quick. The character of Andre Lenoge that Stephen King has created here. I think he's an awesome villain. I know that Randall Flagg is pretty much one of the big bads that everybody knows about in the Stephen King universe, but Colm Fiore is fantastic in this film. He plays the role very cool and calm. I love his line of, born in lust, turn to dust. Born in sin, come on in. I really like that most of the time that he's speaking, he's speaking in rhymes. It doesn't even make a whole lot of sense to the townspeople. It does later when we see what's actually going on, as this is a town that is filled with supposed good people and everybody has dark secrets and are sinners themselves. Of course, if we're going with what Christians believe, we are all sinners. So yes, going by a Christian belief logic, that is true. But some of the secrets that everybody's harboring is some pretty dark stuff. I really do love that Linoge is able to telling their deepest, darkest secrets to everybody. It's awesome, and I like the fact that it's one of the things that makes the movie fun. 
even if some of the secrets that are being told are pretty terrible. I even like it when we see Linoja's monster form. There's one part where he's sitting in the town's jail cell and he has ominous glowing red eyes, just a little red dot. He looks truly demonic. In some ways with the way Colm Fior plays the role here, it almost reminds me of how actor Doug Bradley played Pinhead in the Hellraiser series. I may be reaching on that, but Linoj with Fior's performance, it just gave me a bit of that feeling with shades of Pinhead. I really do like that Stephen King was able to create such a strong villain here. He's not given a whole lot of lines or dialogue, but when he speaks, it definitely has an impact. One of the various things that Linoge does throughout the town is his assisted suicide. He takes control of the townspeople's minds to have them either commit suicide or take the lives of others, where we know normally these supposed good people would probably not resort to murder even if they do suggest killing Linoge many times throughout the film. These little acts of violence are actually some shocking moments for an ABC miniseries production. It's definitely creepy with how he goes and takes over the minds of these people because he's sitting there chanting. Most of the time these shocking moments are just kind of suggested. It's very creatively edited because it is a TV production. They had to work within those standards and practices of network TV. It never felt like it was pushing the envelope, but it would have been nice to see if there was something that would have. Another good moment of this movie was the shared dream of a news report about how Little Tall Island, that's right, I haven't said where it takes place yet, but that Little Tall Island vanished and it has a comparison to Roanoke, Virginia. It's probably a bit of a stretch for logic's sake, but it's a really fun scene. It's also where we get confirmation of what year this is supposed to be taking place, which is 1989. Earlier in the movie, we did get a reference to Stephen King character Dolores Claiborne, where the movie suggests she's present on Little Tall Island. And of course, we get a reference to Derry. We can't go without those references. It's always nice that those are included. Again, I feel like it's a little bit of continuity, even if it's not. I almost forgot. The name Linoge, if you arrange those letters in his name, it could spell something else with a biblical meaning. For this being an ABC miniseries made for TV movie, I think the production is fantastic. Sure, it does look like it's made for TV, but it never has a cheap feel or that it was poorly directed. I think this has one of the best looks and feels about it of all the Stephen King ABC miniseries. No, I'm not knocking the adaptation of It, Salem's Lot, or The Tommyknockers. This is just an extremely well-written production. I feel that director Craig R. Baxley put in a great directorial effort here as well. The movie gets some definite bonus points from me for having the entire cast and townspeople of Little Tall Island all have main accents, and the acting is good across the board. It's awesome to see actor Jeffrey DeMunn, who I believe has been in the most Stephen King adaptations to date, here. The Stephen King cameo towards the beginning is a nice little surprise. I was honestly expecting the Stephen King cameo to come a little bit later, but it's fun to see him here. It's always welcome in any Stephen King adaptation to see King himself because it almost feels like it's an approval of sorts on the material. 
With a running time of over 4 hours, this is definitely a long one. It definitely has scenes where it feels like it drags a little bit. And the length might be something that's not as noticeable if you watch it with commercials or even over the course of a couple nights when it originally aired in that way. I do think that the home video releases are really the best way that you can watch it. It's the only way you can watch it now. And if there's one thing that I have to say on this that I feel is absolutely perfect in Storm of the Century, it's that it truly feels like a Stephen King novel in film form. It's kind of a difficult thing to describe, but it's structured just like how one of his novels would have been. I say that in the highest praise that Storm of the Century really is pure Stephen King. Another good thing about the film is that it actually has an ending. It has a somewhat downbeat but satisfying ending where I don't think they could have ended it any other way. It kind of ends on a perfect note with everything that happens in the film. I think it's pretty obvious from the way I was talking about it earlier that it seems like Linoge is a demon. I don't know if he's an actual demon or not. But I really did like the idea that the townspeople were making a deal with the devil. They were making an almost impossible choice. It does involve the loss of a child. Kind of goes with the idea of Pet Cemetery. with when somebody loses a child, how in the world do you absolutely come back from that? Most of the times you can't. So I did notice that it seems like Stephen King was stepping on some familiar territory, but did wrap it up much differently. I think it's all the more fitting when Constable Tom Anderson, pretty much the main character here, says to Linoge at the end of the movie, you tricked us. And Linoge responds with, perhaps you tricked yourselves. It's a fun little moment to think that maybe the townspeople didn't have to actually make the decision that they did. Having not seen Storm of the Century for many years, probably at least 10 to 15 years, I was surprised at how well it held up today. It's a Stephen King miniseries that is quite possibly the best one out of all of them. It's somewhat forgotten nowadays for whatever reason, possibly because the miniseries version of it is so popular still to this day. It only doesn't succeed under the weight of something that was possibly bigger than it, even if this is possibly the better film. If you haven't seen Storm of the Century, I highly suggest you check it out. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on some past episodes of 31 Nights of Frights or my weekly podcast, Adam Analyzes, you can do so at my website, adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing and would like to reach out to me, you can do so at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night. I'll see you back here tomorrow for night number 21.